the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The world will not suddenly hate Christ and Christians when the tribulation begins. It will progress that direction over time and reach its peak during the tribulation. But the boat will already be next to the dock, so to speak, when the tribulation begins. It will not be a big leap from what was already happening in the world before the tribulation. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means we should expect the world to turn against Christians. You have to be hiding under a rock to not know about the cultural war going on in our society. There are news reports that cause you to stand with your jaw dropped almost to the floor in disbelief. You find yourself saying, did he really just say that? The world seems more and more upside down every day. Today, Pastor Dan explains how the Word says godly beliefs and godly values will come under attack with more frequency than ever before. And short of revival, Christians will be under attack too. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 24 as he continues his message, The Olivet Discourse. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated, notice, by all nations for my name's sake. This is, again, in the tribulation period. There will be an increase in the persecution of believers in the world. There will be an increase in the persecution of believers in the world. Now, there has been an increase in persecution of Christians through the centuries, In fact, there were more Christians martyred in the 20th century than in the 19 previous centuries combined. It may come as a surprise to some of you. More Christians have been killed in the last 100 years than the previous 1900 years. According to the organization Open Doors, currently, listen, 360 million Christians experience high levels of persecution because they follow Jesus. That's one in seven Christians in the world today experience persecution. Last year, 5,600 Christians were murdered for their faith. 6,000 were imprisoned. 4,000 were kidnapped. 5,000 churches were destroyed last year. Now here in the United States, we have been protected from persecution. Praise the Lord for that. But look at verse 9 again. During the tribulation, Christians will be hated by all nations, by all nations, because of Jesus. This is the direction the whole world is going. This is the trajectory the world is on. Christians will be hated by all nations for the sake of Jesus. No place will be safe 
to be a believer. No place will be insulated from persecution. There will be widespread persecution of believers that exceeds all other persecution the church has ever experienced. When it says they will deliver you up, in verse 9, they will deliver you up. This is a technical word that is used for arrest. During the tribulation, believers will be arrested, arrested, and they will be killed, put to death. And this is the word for murder. Christians will be murdered, and not just in places like Afghanistan and North Korea. They will be hated by all nations. Worldwide persecution of believers. Again, the world will not suddenly hate Christ and Christians when the tribulation begins. It will progress that direction over time and reach its peak during the tribulation. But the boat will already be next to the dock, so to speak, when the tribulation begins. It will not be a big leap from what was already happening in the world before the tribulation. So what does that mean for us? Well, it means we should expect the world to turn against Christians. We should expect the world to turn against biblical values more and more, even in our own country. Now, God may send a revival, and I hope that he does, and I pray that he does. He may send a revival and give us, you know, kind of a temporary reprieve. But generally, this is where things are going to go. That's what the Bible's telling us. Now, watch carefully at what it says next in verse 10. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. As the world, and again, this is in the tribulation, as the world massacres believers, some will be offended. Now, that word offended, it means that some people who have uh, superficially identified with Jesus Christ will turn away from their faith. Like the seed that falls on the stony ground that grows up but has no roots. Once the persecution comes, those who are not truly rooted in Christ will fall away. Once the heat is turned up, they will reject Christ. But they don't just turn away from Christ. Look at verse 10 again. They betray one another and they hate one another. They will turn on the true believers in Jesus Christ and betray them. They'll turn them into authorities. Hey, there's a group of Christians having a Bible study at a home on my street on Monday nights. They'll inform the authorities of that. Maybe they'll have an anonymous tip line you can call to turn someone in. Mark writes about this in Mark chapter 13, verse 12. And he says, listen, brother will betray brother to death and the father his son and children shall rise up against their parents and shall cause them to be put to death. During the tribulation, this will even happen in families where families will betray each other. Turn in family members. And it's going to happen everywhere in the world. You know, over the last couple years, many of you had had Christian friends and family members turn against you over a lot less significant things. And so it's not hard to imagine when people are in the tribulation and society has collapsed, the economy has collapsed, and, there's, and everything is just in turmoil and all this pressure and all of this persecution, it's not hard to imagine a neighbor turning in their neighbor or a family member turning in a family member for being a Christian. And everybody thinks that the Christians are the problem and we got to get rid of the Christians. It's not hard to imagine that. 
Verse 11 says, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. There will also be increased spiritual deception. Increased spiritual deception. There will be false prophets, people who claim to speak for God, but they're not, and they're speaking a lie. There will be false teachers, and they will deceive many, it says. Look down in verse 24. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So there will be false prophets and false teachers that teach false doctrine. And here's the thing. The false doctrine they will teach will not get you arrested if you believe that. You're not going to be persecuted if you believe what they're teaching. You're not going to get killed for believing in that false doctrine. And so many people will be deceived. Many people will embrace these false teachers and embrace the false doctrine. So during the tribulation, people will have a form of godliness. They will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the truth. They will deny Jesus Christ. They'll deny the word of God. And so you'll have people who outwardly identify with Christ, who turn away from him because of the persecution, and they'll betray the true believers. And at the same time, many people will embrace false doctrine that is accepted. And you know what this will do? It will further isolate the true believers. It will make the true believers look even more extreme and even more threatening to society. And it will fuel the persecution of the true believers. Again, this is the direction the world is going. Look at verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Lawlessness will abound in the tribulation. Lawlessness will abound. Lawlessness refers to God's law. The world will reject God's law. The world will reject God's standards and reject God's morality as it is given in his word, the Holy Bible. And we see this happening already in our society, don't we? Our society, our culture is rejecting God's standards and God's word and God's morals. And it will continue to get worse and worse and worse, like birth pains. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, lawlessness is already at work in the world, but it's restrained. Lawlessness is being held back right now in the world. It's being restrained. Uh, the immorality and ungodliness we see today in the culture is the restrained version. And we're told in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, that the one who is restraining lawlessness will be taken out of the way. There will be a point in the tribulation, I believe, when the restraining one is just steps aside and then lawlessness will abound on the earth. Lawlessness will be unrestrained. Ungodliness will be unrestrained. Sin will be unrestrained. Immorality will be unrestrained. Perversion will be unrestrained. Vice will be unrestrained. Nothing will be holding it back. No behavior will be considered deviant. Everything will be acceptable. Lawlessness will abound. Again, this is the direction the world is going ultimately. 
it will come to its peak during the tribulation period, but this is the direction things are going. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Love will grow cold. People will grow unloving. The more godless society becomes, the more unloving it becomes. The more godless society becomes, the more unloving it becomes. Uh, Turn with me over to 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3. And Paul here tells us, he describes for us what the world will be like in the last days. He says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come upon the earth. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Literally, times of stress, perilous times will come. Now he tells us what it'll be like. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Nothing will be sacred is the idea. Unloving, right? Jesus said the love of many will grow cold. Unforgiving slanderers, without self-control, just unleashed, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. In the last days, people will despise what is good or what is right. They'll hate it. Not just disagree with it. They'll despise it. And you as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus Christ who believes the Bible, they're going to despise what you stand for, what you espouse. They despise good, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. But they'll have a form of godliness, just denying its power. And from such people, turn away. Paul says, this is what it's going to be like in the last days. This is what will characterize the last days. And so what do we do with this? Because this is the direction the world is going So what do we do? Well, because this is the direction the world is going, it's important for us, listen, it's important for us to be serious about following Jesus Christ and be serious about our relationship with him. We see from scriptures where the world is heading ultimately. And we know that Jesus will one day come for his church, come for his bride and take us to heaven. We know also that Jesus will one day create a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, the Bible tells us. The apostle Peter writes, therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? 
Because we know where things are going and we know that ultimately Jesus will come for his church and we know that beyond that, Jesus will even create a new heavens and a new earth and this world is going to pass away. Ultimately, Peter says, well, then what manner of persons ought you to be in holiness and godliness? We should live holy and godly lives in light of all this. So it's important for us to be serious about our relationship with Jesus Christ and our walk with him and be holy and be godly. We should also be watchful for the Lord to come and to be ready. These are all signs of the end of the age and signs of his second coming. Jesus will come for his church well before the end of the age, so we should be watchful. We are seeing the signs of the end of the age and signs of the second coming. That means the rapture is coming soon. The day of Thanksgiving is coming soon. And so we should be watchful. We should be ready. And it's also important to be in fellowship with each other, especially in this age, in these days. It's important for you and for me to find other faithful believers who love Jesus Christ and love his word, and are serious about following him, and serious about his word, so that we can encourage one another, so that we can encourage others in the faith, and we can be encouraged by others in the faith. It's vital. In Hebrews chapter 10, it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. He says, don't forsake assembling together with other believers and being in fellowship with other believers as is the manner of some. Some people are going to do that, but we should be gathering together with other believers, exhorting one another in the faith. And he says, and so much the more as you see the day approaching, because you see what's happening. You see the days that you live in and so much more as we see the day approaching and the end of the age drawing near, we should gather together with other like-minded believers to exhort one another and encourage one another in the faith. The church is what God has provided for his people. God has told us in his word, this is where the things are going to go. This is where the world's going to go. This is where it's going to end up. This is how bad it's going to get in the end. But I've given you the church. And the church is his provision for us. YouTube is not his provision for you. Social media is not his provision. The church is. You're going to experience all these things. There's going to be birth pains. It's going to be difficult. There's going to be suffering. There's going to be persecution. We see these things beginning to ramp up and they're going to ramp up more. And God has provided his church as a refuge for his people for these days. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this this is speaking of those who endure through the tribulation to the end will be saved from the tribulation. It's not talking about salvation from sin And death. No one is saved from sin by enduring. You're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Now, we have been given the great commission to take the gospel into all the world, and we do that through different radio and television and things. It's it's going and reaching farther than it ever has before. But here, the context is the tribulation. And so this isn't talking about what is going on now with the preaching of the gospel, but what will happen in the tribulation. 
during that seven-year tribulation, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations before the end of this age. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 tells us that during the tribulation, listen to this, there will be an angel flying in the midst of the sky, declaring the everlasting gospel to everyone on the earth, to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. And the angel, we're told in Revelation 14, will say with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of judgment has come. Not the day of judgment, as we so often read in the Bible, but the hour of God's judgment has come. And that angel will be declaring the everlasting gospel, calling the world to turn to God for salvation because the hour of his judgment has come. In other words, this angel is going to be saying, you know, you need to get right with God now before your time is up. This is your last opportunity. This is the hour of his judgment. And that is how Matthew chapter 24, verse 14 will be fulfilled. This angel will call one last time to the world to turn to the Savior, Jesus Christ, just before the end comes. So get this, understand this, listen, tune in. So even as God is pouring out his wrath on this rebellious, wicked world during the tribulation, and he's pouring out all of his judgment, he'll have angels in the sky declaring the gospel to the world, giving the world one more chance in the final hour to turn to Jesus Christ and be saved. A world that has cast off God, cast off his law, cast off his standards. A world where lawlessness and wickedness abounds unchecked. And God reaches out to that world to offer them forgiveness and salvation. God is not willing that anyone would perish in their sins. God is not willing that anyone would go to hell. His desire is that all people would turn to his son, Jesus Christ, for salvation and the forgiveness of sins. Even up to the last moment, the last hour, he's doing everything again. He's got his people in the world right now, and we're taking the gospel to the world. Once time is running out and there's an hour left, he's going to deploy angels into the sky to proclaim the gospel one last time and give people one last opportunity to be saved. And the Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Jesus, that you tell us these things ahead of time so that we can understand the days that we're living in and the times that we're living in. We thank you, Lord, that you tell us these things so that we are not caught off guard by them. Lord, we thank you that you you give us your word to help us process the world, make sense of things. I pray that that we would be serious about our relationship with you and that we would be holy and godly. Lord, I, I pray also that we would be watchful as we see these signs of the end and ready when you come for your church. And Lord, I, I pray also that we would press into the church that you've provided for us, this provision, this refuge that you've given us for such a time as this, Lord, that we wouldn't be spectators but that we would be engaged in fellowship with other believers and encouraging others and being encouraged by others. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, and he has more to share with you next time. How is what you're hearing from this book landing in your heart? If there's anything that's prompting you to seek out more questions or to ask for prayer in any way, would you be willing to give us a call and talk to us? Our desire is to hear your heart, pray with you, and ask for God to help you with whatever you might be wondering or thinking about. Our number is 410-491-4592. The number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. Just find our info under the About tab. If you're not connected with a local church, we encourage you to find a church family that will help guide and support you in your faith. And if you're in the area, please join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. For more details, visit calvaryec.com. In our next edition, you'll have the opportunity to learn additional things from this first book of the New Testament. Pastor Dan has more to teach on from Matthew, and we're excited for you to join us as we continue growing. There's so much to appreciate by reading God's Word. We hope you'll tune in next time and be a part of our listening audience, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.